Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Babs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm one half of your hosts, as always, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Reese, a.k.a. Mind of Reese, M of R25 on Twitter. Continue to follow the Twitter if you are not already. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, Mr. 12,000, 13,000, whatever, and counting. I lost count. Um... Have you seen podcasts? Wherever you find your podcast content, including bibscorner.com, where you can find all of your Bibs Corner content. Doing these episodes weekly again now, instead of having like game recaps to do without the week, feel be feeling like dang, we ain't done this in so long. Like yeah. it feels like when I ask, hey, how's your week been? How you been? I'm really asking because any other time <laughs> we're still in communication and we know what's going on with each other. Right. Now I'm asking and I, I really want to know. So how's your week? Been? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is weird because we actually legitimately are catching up in these past couple of weeks. Uh, we spent like 20 minutes at least <laughs> just on the intro. So, again, before I get into this, check the show notes if you're not trying to hear about our lives and shit. All right. Back to it. Uh, it was a decent week. You know, I've uh, been catching up on some stuff I had gotten behind on at work. I finally, finally feel like I'm on top of. I thought of a Drake line way too late, but it would have been perfect for what you just said. Because you said we spent like 20 minutes on the intro and I know you ain't listened to this song, but his intro to Nothing Was The Same was called Tuscan Leather, one of his best songs. And uh, Okay. And uh, Niggas a hater, man. Oh man. Oh my god, he's a hater. So in the song, he keep going, he keep going. And at one point, his line is like, "How much time is this nigga spending on the intro?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's us." Okay. 
yeah. when it ain't no maps to talk about. But continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so work is good. Um, Friday went with my sister to to see Guardians. You know, that's the tradition. Me and my sister see all the Marvel stuff together. Uh, emotional content. Uh, the rocket, the rocket storyline was crazy. I think everybody kind of got an emotional closing, if you will. Like, yeah. if we don't see them again, which a lot of them said they're not coming back. <laughs> so that's not like a secret. But uh, if we don't see them again, I think we can be satisfied with the story arcs for, for most of them. Uh, I don't I can't think of one I have any complaints about, to be honest. Um, then Saturday, uh, I went to see Sisu, which I, I think I told you about. Uh, it wasn't at my local theater. Like I said, it's one like I could probably ride my bike to if I wanted to down the street. But uh, every now and then, for whatever reason, they don't have it at that theater. I got to go across the city. So I went across the city Saturday morning to see Sisu. Enjoyed it. Uh, I know you said you had seen it. Uh, if you're an action movie appreciator, like this is this is all action. Breaks pedal to the metal. Uh, you got some historical content because he's fighting Nazis. Um, we get kind of the 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 is, he's Finland. He's Finnish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna start calling uh, Laurie Markin and Sisu. Um, <laughs> that's not even that's not even like a Finnish thing. Why <laughs> not even call him Sisu? You're right. I gotta. Find I can't. Him. If we we gotta look up what they call him. I gotta find a character name. Yeah. But that's what I'm gonna start calling Laurie Markin when he come back from military <laughs> duty. He's gonna come back from the war a completely different person. Lloyd Marketing. It's not even a war. He's just in the fucking military. Lloyd Marketing come back from military duty. He's gonna be the main character for Sisu. Uh the dude said like five words the whole movie, and it was perfect. Like he literally did not talk. Is that a spoiler? I don't think so. Because it's not gonna it matter. Is. It, 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 uh. It hit it hit for me because I didn't expect him to talk during the movie at all. But when he did, it was like, okay, that's, that's well, now it's a spoiler. So let's get huh? I said now it's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> no, but who who was it was somebody else like, oh, it was the air, somebody they did that where people are like he said like a couple words in the movie. And I was I've wondered if it was a spoiler, but it, it didn't matter to me. Come on, Michael Jordan, that should have I mean, technically it don't matter. He don't talk until the end of the movie. Like just straight demon time. For an hour and 30 minutes. And I'm glad when I, I was looking for movies to see, I went Tuesday because I was like, I haven't really been in a while by myself. I know it's some movies I need to catch up, catch up on, still is. Um, and uh I saw this and I was like, Yeah, my friend was telling me about it. I looked it up. I think you had mentioned it. Um, and I saw it was only an hour and 30 minutes. I saw, oh yeah, in yeah. and out. Yeah, I'm 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 going to see this. Yeah, like if it was a two and a half hour movie, I probably wouldn't have gone across. Absolutely it. fucking not. I would not have gone to see it. No action movie needs to be an hour and two hours and 30 minutes. Hour 30s. Mm, that's perfect. perfect. I, I would have an hour. If this was an hour and 40 something minutes, I'd have probably been like, all right, what they doing? Because it was at one point I was like, yo, how is he still alive? Like, <laughs> what's, really, what's really going on? That's the whole point. I was watching this like he got to die at the end, right? Shit crazy. Shit was fantastic, though. One of my favorite times at the movies this year. I thought it was about to be a bad experience because it was two uh, dudes sitting in front of me. I went to a late movie. There's only like five, six people in the theater, including myself. Um, and there was these two guys in front of me. I could tell they was high on drugs or drunk. 
Damn. During the previews, they was just talking like, dude was laughing like, ah, nigga, crazy. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> like, it wasn't even that kind of movie. It wasn't even that. And it was a pre, these was the previews. Oh, shit. So I'm like, man, if they acting like this during the previews, I can only imagine how they finna act during the movie. The one that said that actually fell asleep during the movie. Okay. And the other one was chill. So wasn't a bad experience at he all. One, the, the one that actually watched the movie wanted to see the movie. He yeah. Crazy. Well, no, they, they was both they was both talking a lot during the previews, but the one that was quiet during the movie got up to like, I think, get some concessions or to the bathroom or talk on the phone or something. And while he was gone, the other one was like loud as hell during the previews, laughing at a movie that doesn't even look fun. Have you seen the no, of course you haven't seen the previews. Have you heard of the movie The Blackening? I think I have heard of it actually, because I think I might know somebody that's in it. The movie, one of the guys who plays in the movie is um, the one who played in Coming to America too, The Sun. Yes, that's why yeah. I know about it. That shit does not look funny at all. And at he all. was dying laughing. That is some goddamn 2003 Wingers Brothers parody bullshit. <laughs> and it does not look fucking funny. Like, now I got to look at the cast. Oh, black stereotypes. Let's no fuck out of here. I hate Bye. that shit, man. Oh, Melvin Gregg is in it too. Melvin Gregg, yeah. Social media guy. Yvonne Orgy's in it. Jay Farrow's in it. <laughs> Jay Farrow. The fuck they do Oh, this actually this a lot of those uh they work together, a lot of those actors. Good for them. Um, and that's whatever. I'm not I mean they probably who I'm I bet you Melvin Gregg is a producer on this bitch. I'm sorry, I get. I'm a nerd about this stuff. You shouldn't have put it. Okay, on. I shouldn't have bought it up because that shit is not worth it. Let's see, Dwayne Perkins and a lot of white people. All right, as expected. <clears throat> this we we not in the market for that no more. If it ain't if it ain't uh if it ain't Fubu, then I'm not I'm not supporting. For us, by us, correct. No, what was uh and how high boofoo by us? Fuck you. <laughs> um, what the hell am I looking for? Who do what do I know Tracy Allen from? Oh, she did the screenplay for Girls Trip. Okay, I mean the writer and director are black, so I might have to ha- halfway support it. Anyway, but yeah, that that's black exploitation era is over. So it better actually be good. <clears throat> if it's no, not, it's, then, if that movie is good, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I was going to say if that movie is good, I'll randomly cash up somebody $50. But, <laughs> but that's how confident I am that it's not good. But still, uh, no, I'm not going to put that. Good. Define good. It's That's subjective. So if I can't funny. really. If it's like, if it's like a, a quality comedy that isn't. Just, that's very subjective. Okay. Comedy has to be the most subjective genre. Look, I gotta watch Airplane. First of all, we talking about classics. Airplane allegedly is the funniest movie of all time. I've heard laughs per minute. So I've I gotta heard. watch it to test that theory. I would say comedy is subjective for sure, but sometimes things are simply funny and yeah. undeniably funny, like Bernie Mac undeniably funny like some things are only going to speak to certain people but some people are able to speak to everybody in some way on some level or the delivery of is funny but like 
like you said, the 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 stereotypical jokes is not it's not for me. It's not for me. I'm not there for that, man. Um <clears throat> but yeah, Sisu was fire. I enjoy Sisu. Um and I looked it up. Sisu is a word that does not have any translation out of Finnish. Like it's what they call them, but it, there's no translation in another language. They literally say that at the beginning of the movie. What you mean? You had to look that up. No, I, I I've confirmed that they Sisu was what what they what they call him locally. But I'm saying at the beginning of the movie they say Sisu is whatever has yes, no. Made me second guess. That he was <laughs> so you thought they was lying? No, I said. <laughs> I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling Lori Market and Sisu, and you said they didn't call him that. And well, so I had they called him something in the movie. They had called him by his name. No, they called him something. They said we call him something. Man, that's some bullshit. Hold up. <laughs> you talking? Oh man. Hey, look, Sisu is a dope movie. I'm about to check the box uh, box office on it while we doing that. I'm pretty sure it's not really. But you got to imagine the budget wasn't that crazy. I mean, that's true, but I don't top imagine 10. it did that much money either. It's top 10 this week. It has made a total gross 5.5 million. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, domestic, 466,000 international for a total of 6.016 million uh, worldwide. It actually had it dipped down to one hundred sixty. Oh no, this is a day by day shit. Yeah, this is this is not bad for a like a, a small international movie. Yeah, they called him something else. They nicknamed him Koshay, meaning the immortal. Who nicknamed him that? <laughs> the Russians. The Russians. Yeah, but the locals called him Sisu, or described him as Sisu. But they still called him Coach. You know what? Fuck this. That's what the Russian mother. Poche Sisu. The Finnish motherfucker that won't die. I don't like. The finisher. That's right. John right. Finish. I don't fucking know. We gonna call Lloyd Marketing whatever we got to call him. Um, but Lloyd Marketing getting these nicknames. We call him Lloyd Marketing Coche. That's fine. I don't, know how, better I don't than know how to spell that. I know how to spell Plus, C2 probably got like copyright. What you? I'm not putting it on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, what are we talking about? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Hey. Other than that, chill weekend, trying to get back on track. Uh, not a lot of stuff coming out in theaters this month that I give a fuck about. So it's a good, month. It's a good month for uh, for me to catch up on like streaming or do these IMDb top 100s or the Bibs classics. Speaking of which, after my review, we did the Guardians of the Galaxy review, me and uh, Jose from 77 Spaces. And uh, during that conversation, he brought up an old James Gunn movie uh, with some like alien things or whatever. I could could splice. I don't don't know what it was called. Um, If it's splice, I just recently saw a picture of that movie on Facebook and it weirded me the fuck out. Yeah, some weird like organisms going in people's bodies or something and i was oh, wow. i was like this sound like the faculty and he said he had never seen the faculty never seen the fact i love the faculty, the faculty. that's usher right yes yeah i love the faculty and that's why i was like usher was in it he was like usher was in it it was like i ain't never knew usher was in no movie i was like that came out in like 1999 98 
98. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was early 2000s, but it was 1998. Now, I knew it was in the 90s because the poster for the movie. Ever since Scream came out, like everybody had that poster for their horror movies like, oh, we got this young cast. Let's line them all up. Put the names over top of their heads. And that's why I was like last summer and. Do they make movies like that anymore? That's why I was like, do they make movies like the faculty anymore? Because I kind of missed that era. Like, I feel like we're in the era for that. That era passed, bro. Where they can get like general. I mean, I guess the screen movies are kind of doing it again. Um, where you can get like a young hot cast and put them in this situation and kill them off one by one. Like, I need some more of that. Like, the, every single, every actor has stands these days, it feels like. So Scream ain't doing that because they protecting the core four way too much. So true. Uh, every anybody could get it in these movies. When you got a movie like The Faculty, that's a one-off and doesn't have a sequel, you could kill all of them off just like right. that. Right. Yeah, we do need we do need some more one-offs. Sometimes the franchise has got to. I ain't gonna say they got to go, but I need some more of these one-offs that like we're not gonna get no more hood classics if everybody's franchise nah. and everything. Um. Damn, we went off. Um, Even I know what you did last summer turned out some sequels that it shouldn't have. So I I don't. <laughs> you said what? I don't acknowledge those. Okay, good. Wasn't there um, a TV show at one point? That I think there recently was a TV show. I heard it was awful. Which doesn't surprise me. Terrible. Um, the only movie franchise like that that's like successfully continued to kill people off and have successful sequels is Final Destination. And that was another one. I was mad when they made sequels, but then I watched the sequels and I was like, it's kind of fire. Final Destination 2 was better than the first one. The first couple, yeah. The first couple sequels. I don't I think it kind of got off the rails after that. Final Destination 2 probably more iconic than the first one, just for the the scene on the highway with the logs. Yeah, that shit got me paranoid as fuck. Like, <laughs> like I dropped a water bottle while I was driving the other day and almost crashed trying to get it. It's like, nah, we're not about to do this today. <laughs> And I've seen that log shit happen in real life, so that didn't help. Uh, that did not help at all. <clears throat> like, not long after seeing the movie, I should, I should add. Um, uh, man, my week. Uh, week been stressful, but outside of that, um, it's been pretty cool. It ain't nothing that won't pass. Okay. It ain't nothing too serious, but you know. Life be life yeah, it has to do with what I texted you to yesterday morning. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, outside of that, you know, everything's cool. I'm enjoying playoff basketball. I need to get out to the movies more. Um, work isn't stressing me out. Relationship is good. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've been using the fact that the Mavs aren't playing ball as an excuse to go watch movies during the week. You don't need an excuse. I mean, if the Mavs are playing, I would be stuck watching the Mavs usually. But with them not playing, I got more more excuses to go see a movie during the week. Touche. I still feel like that's not an excuse because you could have gone to the movies when the Mavs weren't playing. But, you know, whatever. It's too much <laughs> shit. I'm going to need to relax sometimes. You're right. And you're getting kind of old. So. Wow. Wow. I mean, just because you get off at 3 o'clock, and you got plenty of day left usually. I'm what time do you get off? Like five thirty. Damn. So you got you a nine to get five a whole movie in by the time I'm off work. Yeah, That's you got cool. a nine to five for real. And then like I got to deal with the ignorant kids that be showing up at these late movies if I go too late. 
I still mm-hmm. can't get over the twerkathon that went down and nope, like that was insane. What movie was that? Nope. Nope. Oh man. It went loud enough for them to be down there twerking and drinking and throwing up. Like I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I wish I could have seen that with my own fucking eyes. I was so flabbergasted. I I, I, <laughs> I don't know. This is why movie theaters need security, man. That's why I was like, because for some, usually they had the cops there, like for guard, like big movies, like Guardians last night, they had like three cops outside, uh, just in case people decide to be stupid. But that night, it was, I think it was a Thursday night, maybe a Friday night, and it was a late showing. I think it went past midnight. I think at midnight, the mm-hmm. employees leave. Mm-hmm. And so like you just go out and there's nobody really there, like maybe one employee there to clean up the last theater that's on, but yeah, nobody was there. So they was doing whatever. They, and they must knew that this was how it was. That's why they was in there doing what they were doing. Um, I think the cops did show up afterward. And they, I saw a lot of people, a lot of them leaving the parking lot with their lights off and shit, but uh, they were not in the actual theater, the cops. When I went to see Cecil on Tuesday, I pulled up to the parking lot and I saw a lot of fogged windows. I'm just like, all right, y'all, y'all out here getting it. I mean, I support it. Even if y'all just talking, I ain't assuming, but you know. Oh, man. A lot of shit was popping off in the parking lot that night. I mean, I did go at like, shit, 9 o'clock, 9.30. Yeah. yeah. It was a real late movie. <laughs> I might see Big George Foreman this week. I was supposed to see that Monday with some friends, but I overslept. Gotcha. Yeah, I might see Big George Foreman. I was kind of interested in Polite Society, but they only like, they only doing early showings during the week. I can't I can't do that. I have been interested in that as well. Um, yes. I, it's hard for me to find a showing because it's not many. Um, and during the week, I can't really go to early showings. Uh, well, it depends, but uh, yeah, Polite Society. Big George Foreman, although I am turned off by the runtime on Big George Foreman, but it is what it is. Um, That's the only reason I haven't seen it. I probably yeah. would have squeezed it in at some point already. Um, nothing else to see right now. So I still got to see Chevalier. Oh, man. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, before that's gone. I mean, even if it's gone, it'll be on streaming very soon, I'm sure. So don't really have too much to worry about there. Um, there's a movie called Are You There, Mark? The Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I want to see that. Interesting. Um, I think I'm gonna skip that one. Fair enough. Um, what else is in my theater right now? That I know. I see some. What is this? Is this <laughs> a Brad Pitt movie? I mean, uh, Ben Affleck, The Hypnotic, or Hypnotic. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. That's what I want to see. Oh, yeah. That was also better than I expected. That's with Ryan Gosling, right? No, not Ryan Gosling. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, boy, Jake. Yeah. Um, very, that was very good. Um, definitely got to check that out. I think I described it as a, uh, it's a war movie, but also it has a message. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Like a propaganda war movie, but also has like an anti-propaganda message at the end. That I was surprised at. I mean, he's not American, so I don't think he gives a fuck. There's a movie out called What's Love Got to Do With It? It's not a re-release? 
No. I'm going to keep going. I see, uh, I see love again. I didn't hear that one. I'm not saying that other movie you're talking about with, what? I think you said Brad Pitt or something. Ben Affleck, May 12th. Affleck. Comes out May 12th. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, just looking a week ahead. There are some movies. Uh, I do want to see Fast X, obviously. Um, I, will. I will watch Little Mermaid, even though it looks dusty as fuck. <laughs> they should have changed the wardrobe. Oh, yeah, because, I don't know. It was giving uh, <laughs> it was it was giving uh, kidnap slave. Yeah, the pieces of the trailer I saw. Yeah, uh, Condar with Gerard Butler. Uh, action movie comes out in May. Um, I see the hypnotic movie you're talking about with Ben Affleck. I haven't seen a trailer for that at all. Okay. Um. <laughs> What else? Strays come out June 9th. Oh my god, I gotta see that. Cannot fucking wait. Um, Class of 09 on Hulu. What is it? Class of 09 is a Hulu. Yeah, I heard of that with Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry and Kate Mara. I heard, I saw like, I think it was two months ago, I saw like posters they released of it and then I list, I read the concept and I'm like, that's very fucking good. I want to check this out. Yeah, right. once they showed me Brian Tyree Henry and Kate Mara, I was like, what is this? And they've been advertising the hell out of it, so... It's uh, not out yet, right? It comes out Wednesday. Or it's, it's a TV show. I think it's doing weekly, so okay. uh, it, it comes out Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to check out the Hannah Gadsby special also. comes out Tuesday on Netflix. Her first two, uh, she's more, one of those more uh, like message-oriented. I think the first one she talked about her sexuality no did she talk about her sexual yeah she talked about her sexuality i think the sexual second one she talked about her autism and so i don't know what this next one about to be about but I'm who sure is that she's a australian comedian um i i like the i'll call it elevated comedy where it's like you can get up there and tell a <laughs> bunch of jokes or you can talk about some real shit and make it funny and like what, what dave Chappelle be doing yeah now with they, well, they now Dave Chappelle, they did Dave Chappelle doing too much with the same topic, but that kind of comedy where like even Bill Burr, I would say, does that where he I agree. Like, got some real shit on his mind. I think he does it best. Yeah, and he he's gonna make it funny. Like he's still telling jokes, but he's talking about he got some topics he gotta get off his chest. Um, but yeah, Hannah usually makes her shit personal. Uh so I'm <laughs> curious what this next one's gonna be about. Uh anything else we should talk about before we get into this math shit. I got one last movie to shout out. Uh, the Mother on Netflix <laughs> on Friday. Uh, it's Jennifer Lopez and my girl Yvonne Sinat, uh Jones. Let me make sure I put the Jones on it. What is uh, she from? She, what would you, would you <laughs> know her from? <sighs> She's done a couple of Disney things that you definitely wouldn't have seen recently. She's on a new show, actually, that just came out on Disney. What is the show called? She's on Ruthless, the Tyler Perry show. That's our main thing right now. The crossover that just came out. I think it's um some NBA players behind that show. Who the hell is it? Now I got to look it up. No trivia. I'm about to give up. It's like two brothers growing up playing basketball together. 
Okay. Uh, the boys come of age on and off the court as their former pro basketball player father adjusts to life after basketball, and their mother finally gets to pursue the dreams of her own. Can't think. It's called the crossovers. Like, again, two young black kids growing up playing basketball, and their dad's like a former NBA player. That's on Disney. It's a show right now. Uh, she's been on the Orville. She was in Sneakerella. Like I said, Ruthless, Tyler Perry show. Um, she was in the Bobby Brown story. She played Robin Crawford. Uh, she was in an episode. I'm not worried about that. When did I interview her? I interviewed her a while back, though. We stay in touch. So that's why I had to make sure I give her a shout okay, out. Okay, that's cool. Um, she uh, She actually went to South Carolina while I was there, but we didn't know each other at the time. It's just a weird, interesting little cross path situation what are your thoughts on this writer's strike yeah i'm glad you brought it up um i know a lot of writers um my boy james who's in one of my fantasy leagues is out there supporting he said he's not a wga yet but he plans to be in the near future so he's out there every day right now on the picket lines um it's funny that people people think, you know, you're associated with movies and whatnot. You must be making bank. But these people not making bank. And then, uh-huh. like, I, I've even seen people say, like, oh, they make 50000 for, you know, a show. Like, that's a decent regular person job salary. It's like, OK, yeah. but they don't have regular person expenses. <laughs> they got to pay agents and whatnot. Like, that's a quarter of their paycheck gone off of that. So you can look at, you know, they're making 50000 but they're maybe getting 37 plus uh it's after, that's before taxes so and you're talking about like an emmy winning show where the tv network makes 200 million dollars and yeah that's not that's not how any of this is supposed to work <laughs> like it's also not a guarantee they'll be bought back for that show it's no guarantee right that they'll get another job until that show comes back so what if they're just living off that it's fifty thousand dollar check for a year for a couple years <laughs> even like these writers again it's a contract job uh, everybody's getting that's the thing everybody's getting residuals off of this but the writers are barely getting any any type of residuals and with the way the market has changed you know it used to be you know your tv show runs for a few years you get syndication it gets bought by another network and runs for years now with with streaming you know oftentimes a show will instead of going to another network it'll get bought by a streaming company for a one-time flat fee, you don't get a per play uh, residual check. Uh, I saw a writer I follow the other day posted, I just got a dollar and 50 residuals check. Like, it's some bullshit. Like, let me get it back on these picket lines. Like, <laughs> that's the type of stuff they're dealing with, man. Like, you can spend a whole year sweat, blood. Like, I think it was the dude from, um, was it The Bear? No. What was the show where he talked about he was on stage getting an Emmy and couldn't even pay his bills? Like for one of these shows, I can't remember what it was, but he like went on. He was one of the ones that people like keep bringing up as like an example of no matter how successful the show is, they don't get they don't get to reap any of the success off of that for the work they put in. Shout out to the writers. Uh, a lot of shows are about to go on hiatus. Well, I wouldn't say hiatus, but um, <clears throat> I haven't watched the show. I know there's a huge fan base for the show. Stranger Things season whatever the next season is, has been put on hold uh, due to the writer's strike. Blade has been put on hold. This movie is so cursed, man. <laughs> like, it's, it's to the point now where it's like, when it's done and it's going to come out, 
I'm not even sure how to feel because it's like it's been through so much. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's so cursed. Uh, it was supposed to come out later this year. Now we don't know when we're going to get it. Um, what else? Uh, Abbott Elementary. Fortunately, Abbott. they just finished their season, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quinta Brunson did put out a tweet saying she stands with uh, the WGA. Um, and she is a writer on the show, therefore, it will be on hiatus. Uh, can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but I know it's going to impact a lot of shows. If y'all were around for the writer's strike in 2007, <laughs> a lot of bad shit came from that. Uh, just saying. Um, I saw people talking about my show Friday Night Lights. Uh, was a victim of the writer's strike. Uh, Prison Break, very clear drop off <laughs> in that show during the writer's strike. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize how important these writers are because you don't see them. Yeah. Their faces aren't promoted. They're like, you'll see their names written by. And even then you don't really get to see everyone's name credited, uh, as much or as big as everybody else's. They usually just roll through in the credits. I might have a list for you. shows If you want that are going to be affected by this. Um, Let's see. For me, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV. Let's see. Mike Coulter's show, Evil. Okay. Uh, You mentioned Blade already. Stranger Things already. The Miss Pat show. Uh, American Horror Story season 12. Uh, Maya Rudolph's show on Apple Plus Loot. Uh, Unstable apparently is a Netflix comedy. Big Mouth, uh, mm. Hacks, Power Book Three. Oh, sh- wait, Power Canaan. Book Three. Raising that Canaan. is Raising Canaan. Yeah, damn. Uh, the MTV. Is this, it's being delayed because of the writer's strike? I can read what they said. According to Deadline, the writer's room has shut down on Stars' Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, which was in production on season three. Okay. Um, the Talk. You mentioned Abbott Elementary. The talk. Yep. Ain't that a... Daytime talk show goes dark and will not film this week because of the writer's strike, which started today as its staff includes... Okay, I need writers for it. Just... Sometimes they be giving them jokes and shit. They don't be hitting anyway. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, Try to support their, their employees. Uh, Cobra Kai. The writer's room for the sixth and final season of Cobra Kai has been closed. No writers are currently on set for season six production. These aren't fun times, but it's unfortunately necessary. The moment a fair deal is in place, we'll get back to kicking ass, says John Hurwitz. Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, uh, Rap Shit. Grandma is about to be sick. <laughs> They're going to be text blowing up your phone with them shit. <laughs> well, be on the lookout. <laughs> Um, Issa Ratio, Rap Shit, uh, Night Court, the Tony Awards, Yellow Jackets, Season 3 is being halted. Uh, and that's all I got for now. Oh, wait, all the late night shows uh, Jimmy Kimmel, NBC Tonight, Late Late Night, um, Real Time with jo- Bill Maher, and This Week Tonight, as well as the, the Daily Show, all on hiatus. Um, Shout out to the actors who are out there on the picket lines, actually uh, supporting the writers as well. 
Um, I know I saw Pete Davidson. Um, not sure who I saw some. Uh, there's others. There's been others. Uh, just can't remember off the top of my head. But shout out to them. Respect to them for supporting the writers, even though they really don't have to. Um, but yeah, man. Hopefully this. Hopefully this shit ends soon, and hopefully the writers get uh, the compensation they all deserve. Uh, they do deserve. I mean, that didn't even sound right. Literally. I don't know. I might be overthinking it. But um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. <clears throat> Keep fighting a good fight. Um, Let me think. Is there anything else before we get started on these bullshit ass maths? Did you um, want to talk about uh, the Luca situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can we can touch on that. I didn't look too deep into it, but I did like, huh? Said depending on whether you want to do it now or later, we just talk about it now. Get it out the way now. Okay, you want to do it or you want me to? You can go ahead because I had skimmed through it, but I didn't like go into detail. But yeah, you can go ahead. All right, so uh, some sad news uh, on the other cross side of the world. It's kind of weird, actually. You know, before I get into the Luca one, I gotta address the. The local one. There was a terrible, terrible shooting in Allen, Texas, yesterday. From my understanding, I'm sure we have some listeners from the area. Um, hope all of you and your families are okay. I know there were a lot of people out there during that shooting, and I know there was a pretty hefty victim count from the last I saw. Um, apparently, some terrible video circulating. So if you see that shit on your timeline, scroll the fuck past. From what I've heard. I was fortunate that I did not see uh, any of this video uh, based on what I saw people saying about it. It's really messed up. I hope y'all are, uh, like I said, I hope everybody's safe. Uh, If you were out there at the outlets at that time, if you know people that were out there, like make sure that they're uh, receiving that love because I've been, I know I've had people close to shootings like this in the past. And I know, you know, you freeze up. You're like, damn, do I call them? Like, I'm scared to check on them. You know, see if they're active online. If see when they last sent you a message, whatever the case may be. Um, but I hope you and yours are safe. Um, hate that we have to deal with this shit all the time. But uh, it's not probably not going to be changing anytime soon. And while it is typically an American thing, uh, there was actually a, a mass shooting in Belgrade. Um, this past week as well. Uh, Is that Serbia? Yeah. Um, Eight children were killed at an elementary school and Luca's dad is from Serbia. So he's technically Serbian, uh, Serbian heritage. He and his foundation are paying for the funeral services for the, uh, the children, as well as grief counseling for the classmates and staff. Um, So shout out to Luca for stepping up um doing what i mean somebody's got to do it i guess yeah (laughs) but but it just shows a level of i know he loves kids i know that's kind of one of his main things of his foundation is like giving back to the children of of the area so not surprising to see him step up here but again just a, a sign of his maturity and um being willing to take those extra steps to 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 take care of people in times of need Shout out to Luca. Uh, I did come across that, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Um, 
it's just a lot to to take in, man. It's just it seems like it's something new every other week now. And it's yeah, it's becoming a bit much. I know I saw a skin tweet something. Uh, not sure if he knew someone in the area, but people were reaching out for him, right? Reaching out to him. He did say that his people were safe. Uh, I didn't know the context of that, but you know, uh, hopefully anybody listening to this, uh, hopefully all of your family is safe. Y'all continue to stay safe. It's crazy out here, man. It's like, it's, you know, we ain't going to go into politics, but <clears throat> yeah, let's move on. Um, um, did you want the Luca quote or not? Nah? Yeah. All right. Let me pull it back up. I had it up and then I lost it. Where did I go? All right. Uh, I am heartbroken by the tragic school shooting in Serbia and the loss of lives, including those of innocent school children. My thoughts are with the families and the entire community affected by this tragedy. Through my foundation, I'm exploring both immediate and long-term ways to support the student, faculty, and families Affected by the shooting at the Vladislav uh, Ribnikar Elementary School, I am committed and I will continue to share updates and ways to support as details become available. So not just a one-time donation, um, ongoing support. So sh again, shout out to Luca. Shout out to Luca, man. Um, I was about to do a segue, but it don't even feel appropriate now. I mean, we can take a break. <clears throat> I can throw some, some sober music. On the back end, and then bring the bring the added the mood back up with some. I don't no fucking sobering music. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Yeah, um, we'll be bright. We'll be bright. What the fuck? We'll be back after the uh, after word from from our sponsor. It's us. <laughs> if you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey spotify for podcasts is the perfect platform for you they allow you to record your podcast and edit it not only from your computer but your phone as well so you can do it on the go wherever you are you can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all they even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the spotify platform but every other podcast and platform as well just like that all you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started now since y'all heard uh that sweet message from our newest oldest sponsor uh the 
the platform formerly known as Anchor, now known as Spotify for podcasters. If I have to say, I think Anchor has a better ring to it than Spotify for podcasters, but I'm not the boss. I don't give a shit as long as they pay us. Um, Dallas Mavericks, man. Uh, obviously, Dallas Mavericks aren't in the playoffs. We say this every week. Of course, y'all know that. But there's not a lot to talk about. But somehow, we find something to fucking talk about. Because somehow their name continues to comes up every, continues to come up every week. And this week it had to do with players involved in possible offseason deals and trades. So it's three names that came up. One name of the three always comes up. And I've really been biting my tongue. I feel like, have I been biting my tongue on it? Have we discussed? Never mind. We'll get to it. Yeah. We probably have. I don't know if I've Not like in depth. I yeah, okay. We might I have done it briefly. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think I've gone in depth on here and discussed them, but I will today for sure. But let's start with the first name. Dylan Brooks uh was made aware by the Memphis Grizzlies organization that he will not be back next season under any circumstances. Very crazy thing to happen in the middle of the playoffs considering they just got eliminated. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, Dylan Brooks is being used as a scapegoat because they lost. He's not used being used as a scapegoat because they lost. They're just addressing the fact like, hey, you didn't really help much. All you did was put a big target on your back and you didn't show up. And not only did you not show up, you talked a lot of shit and wouldn't even talk to the media afterwards. This is just a lot of the antics that he had. Um, I don't think he's a good fit for, fit for the team. To be quite honest, Grizzlies are the best. <clears throat> Both. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are saying I, I can't remember if the reports were that the Mavs might be interested or that people want. The main thing is people are linking the Mavs to him. Okay. Like a lot of media people are just the fans. Huh? In the media or fans? Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. Uh, fans are linking the Mavs to Dylan Brooks along with uh, media personalities. Mavs are always a name that comes up. Uh, before I start off, I want to get your thoughts on it. How do you feel about a possible Dylan Brooks to the Mavericks move? <clears throat> so usually I can keep it about basketball when it comes to these types of things, but I'm going to just keep it one million. I do not like this man. Uh, I do not like him on a bus. I do not want him playing with us. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not. not Dr. Bib Seuss. I'm not feeling Dylan Brooks. They told that boy, go home, go all the way home. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> they, if the Grizzlies coming out like that, then you know that he's a piece of shit behind the scenes. Like, ain't nobody fucking with this man. And I hope he's yelling, Ni hao! But I know he won't. He's probably going to end up on one of these contenders. It's desperate. He's probably Did you see that? <laughs> My cousin's husband sent me a TikTok. Okay. I'm going to send it to you. I can't explain it no other way. I got to send it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold up. But uh, keep going. <laughs> I, I can see him ending up like in a <clears throat> in a situation with a team that, that's underperforming right now in the playoffs where they they need some, like, I could see him, actually, I could see him, I think the Kings were the first team I brought up. Uh, could he mess up the chemistry they have? Maybe. But I could see a team like them being interested in, in his services. Um, the other stuff that came out about him wanting 25 mil 
and saying that he needs the ball in his hands. Get the fuck out of here. Who the hell does this dude think he is? Him, apparently. Like, first of all, you if you're supposed to be him, you don't bitch out on doing the media access after you ran your mouth all that time during the series. If you really him, you face the, the music when it comes time to. But you you was you was too pussy. So I'm not trying to hear about you wanting 25 M's. You're going to be like Latrell Sprewell unless you humble yourself. Uh, I, I, I don't want him anywhere near a Dallas Maverick. Um, I'm usually not that hard up about these these mediocre ass players like this. It's usually got to be like a LeBron or something like that, where I say I really don't want this person on my team, and I'm gonna feel some type of way if they are. But I, I don't I don't want to cheer from Dylan Brooks under any circumstances. You know, there's those guys where they say you love him if he's on your team, you hate him if he's not. I feel like a lot of people hated Dylan Brooks because he was on their team that were Memphis, and that's how I'm gonna feel if he's a Dallas Mavericks. I was not expecting you to have such a passionate rant. Um, I, I wasn't either. That was organic. That was, I texted so. you to TikTok. I texted you to TikTok. Um, Dil- turn it up some if you can. I was going to listen to it on mute, but I, I can. No, I can no, no. It. Turn it up. Turn it up. Let's see what we got. Sorry, it always brings up some other stuff. First. Welcome to China. Come in, Dylan Brooks. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Shoes off, please. Come in, Dylan Brooks. Come in. We are so excited to have you over here in our Shanghai League, Dylan Brooks. Come here, come here, come here, come here. We have your jersey. Oh, hope the flight was okay, right? Look, Dylan, this is just for you. So nice. The quality is very, very good. Look, we got your number six. Ah, Brooks, 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 Brooks. The ending is going to kill you. Okay, Dylan, this is how you say, how are you? Ni how, okay? Ni how, can you say it with me? Ni how, ni how, ni how, okay? Oh my God. The jersey. <laughs> Very good quality. <laughs> just for the people listening, just for the people listening, that was a Chinese man in the video. Yes. Doing that accent. I don't want anybody to think. This was some stereotypical BS, okay? Um, my thoughts on Dylan Brooks. Keep him far away from this fucking team. He can't hoop. People keep saying, oh, we need defense. Yeah, cool. Find it somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not. We got Frank not Milton even, at home. Like, he's not even a 3 and D. He's not even a 3 and D player. Nah. Can't even rely on him to hit threes. <laughs> I think we've had enough of that on this team. I want real 3 and D guys. I want guys that can play real defense and can actually hit a three if they're open. He is early season Reggie Bullock all year, except he's not afraid to shoot in any circumstances. Well, he's a better defender than Reggie Bullock, but on the offensive end, as far as shooting, yes. And he's going to (laughs) shoot like three times as much as Reggie Bullock. And the thing is, he's a damn good defender, but that's just everything else just makes me look right past that. I don't care. Know who you are. (laughs) We we nope. in an era of people wanting to go above their pay grade, and that's we you, you, you. We're in an era where if you're a star in your role, you can last ten to fifteen years in this league. You can get paid, Patrick Beverly, paid, Davis Bertans got paid, paid. All you have to do is be a star in your role. Do what you do. And you can't even do that because you want to do more. Coming out saying he was relegated 3 and D. He got more to his game than that. No, you don't. We saw you. We watched you. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> Never had one of your games. Shut the hell up. We, bro, like, what, what can William say? Do you know that we can see you? We watch you, bro. Grizzlies games are broadcast. People in Memphis can, well, then again, with the blackout rules, I don't know. But <clears throat> Grizzlies games are broadcast. P- people watch y'all play. We watched you in the playoffs. You're not who you're saying that you are. And it's not even the Mavs fans that's blowing me because ma- most Mavs fans that I see don't want Dylan Brooks. It's the people outside of the Mavs fan base speaking on this fucking team. <clears throat> saying, oh, you need to realize your Mavs are desperate. Okay, and? <laughs> we can be desperate within reason. <laughs> I know that we're desperate, so? That means you just throw money at any motherfucker who, who's on the market? No, that's we've done that before. It's not working. Do other things. If you're desperate and what you're looking for really isn't out there, keep the money and wait. We know Mark Cuban ain't opposed to not spending money. So let's not even play that game. Stop saying that we're desperate. Stop saying the Mavs need this 3 and D guy. Shout out to uh, Hattie, fan of Through the Wire that I know, uh, part of the community. He's a Rockets fan. Tried to say the Mavs are desperate. He'd come in and easily be uh, best defender. And worse uh, offender. Like I was about to say, what and what else? On a team with Luka Doncic, where you want spacing, you want to put Dylan Brooks on the floor. Dylan Brooks has the shot selection of Tim Hardaway Jr. with the shot with the shooting ability of the White Pop. Damn. With the shooting consistency of Maxi Kleber. Why do I want him on this team? Because NBA fans can only talk about players that they watch or players that they've heard of. This is one of my biggest problems with talking basketball with anybody, actually. A lot of people, there's two problems, actually. One of them is Everybody wants to talk about a player as the things that they've seen them do. Like, this is what he does. This is what he's able to do. No context, no what their role is, no how they've progressed, no age. Like, it's just uh, this person shoots this percentage and such. This is going to be the percentage they will shoot. This person uh, takes this amount of three-pointers. This person drives this amount of time. Like, they can only talk about what a player has done. They have no ability to project what that what that could look like in a different situation or what growth for that player may look like. They can't, they can't track the growth unless they see the numbers. That, that's, I can't talk basketball with people like that most of the time. The second piece of it is Dylan Brooks is a name. D- Dylan Brooks made himself known and made himself a part part of the conversation so people feel the need to pretend that he's fucking important he is not he is a fucking bum he is a scrub on a good team a guy that plays good defense but has now gotten too big for his britches because there's a loud discourse about him on the internet people feel the need to talk about him he has the little dances he uh has the quotes he's talking crazy on nba legends like there was a time where that was enough to get you out the league like blackball, like you're not going to sit here and talk on legends like this 
and, and expect for people to be knocking down your door to get you on their roster. You have not done enough to be talking like this. Go on a finals run, shutting down everybody you face. Then you can start talking crazy. But that has not occurred, Mr. Brooks. So in my opinion, in my estimation, solid defender, good defender. Teams would want him, but his mouth writes checks. His ass can't cash. Keep him away from my team. I'd rather have Patrick Beverly. Facts. I, and I've been against Patrick Beverly in the past. Because Patrick Beverly talks shit on the court. And Patrick Beverly knows his role. Dylan Brooks, I don't want, I'm sorry, I don't want Dylan Brooks. And at one, excuse me, at one point, I was saying, if he costs anything more than 10 million, 11 million, I don't want him. But at this point, I just don't want him. That's, and I'm saying, like, there is probably a number that I would say, fuck it. But yeah. I genuinely don't want him on my team. I genuinely do not want him on my team. I genuinely do not want, I don't care if he's in the league next year. I'm tired of hearing his name. I'm tired of talking about him. He has something to give, but until he shuts up, I, I don't care to see him. Go team up with Dwight Howard, bro. Damn. Win a championship. Honestly. Um, boy talking about he poked bears. He fuck around and poked the cocaine bear and got his ass. In Russia poking some real bears. Poked the bear from the Revenant and shit. All right. Shout out to you if you've seen the Revenant. Um, let's move on from Dylan Brooks. Another report came out <clears throat> that the Mavs, I can't remember who this report came from, so I'm sorry, um, that the Mavs would be interested or have interest this offseason in DeAndre Ayton and Chris Middleton. I'm going to start with Chris Middleton because I want to save DeAndre Ayton for last because I don't know how long I'm going to talk about it. So I'll go with Chris Middleton. I remember a few years back, uh, I was on Twitter at the time. I wasn't as deep in the Mavs uh, Twitter community, but I think this is before I knew you. I'm not sure. Whenever Chris Middleton was a free agent, before he re-signed that deal with Milwaukee, what year was that? I'm going to look it up. I don't even remember shit. I'm going to look it up. Um, I'm going to just look up Chris Middleton resigns with Milwaukee. Uh, I'm pretty sure an article will come up. If you go to his uh, basketball reference page at the bottom, it shows you all transactions involving him. That's crazy. Every every player's page you can get. Shout out to basketball uh, reference. Breakdown, yeah. Um, The year was 2019. Okay. June 30th, 2019, he signed a a five-year 20... I mean, five-year, $178 million deal. Um, back then, a lot of Mavs fans wanted the uh, Mavs to sign him. I was against it because at the time, I wasn't a fan of Chris Middleton. I was of the mindset, hey, the, the Bucks should have kept Malcolm Brogdon instead of Eric Bledsoe. Malcolm Brogdon could have been your second best. Chris Middleton could be your third. I don't think Chris Middleton's that guy. Chris Middleton, you're not going to win a championship with him as your second best player. And to be honest, the only reason they won a championship with him as the second best player is because the first was Giannis. But I have grown an appreciation for Chris Middleton's game since then. He's not the player he was five years ago. Not expected because he's gotten older. He's dealt with injuries. He wasn't healthy this year. I I would say I would wait to see what he looks like next year before I judge where he's at. Yeah. Um, well, I think he's a free agent. 
this offseason. He is, and he's 31, so he should still be in. He should be should still be fine. Is he yeah. A, <clears throat> um, is he a free agent? Free agent? Or he have, does he have an opt out? I, I think he has an option. I'm not sure. I should be able to confirm that in a second. Look it up while I'm uh yeah while I'm still going. Um, <laughs> ideally, as far as archetype goes, he's kind of the player you want. The Luca he can play next to Luca. He can play some defense on the other end. He's not the defender he used to be, but he still is a solid defender. Uh, he can create his own shot. He can spot up uh, from the three. He can t- he can take it to the basket. He can finish around the basket. He can hit mid-range shots. He can play off ball. He doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands all the time. When Luka isn't going, he's a guy you can count on. He's shown that. But do I want that at this point in his career? Because it seems like he's already on the decline. And the Mavs have a history of getting dudes too late when they're on the decline and it's not working out. And I, I don't know how much money he'll command when he's a free agent. And I don't want them to overpay for a guy on the decline. I don't, I can see him commanding around like $25 million. Do I, maybe that'll be fair. And I know people are going to be like, Oh, we can't be picky. I understand. But a guy that's 31, we're trying to build something here. When you sign in a guy like S31, you're thinking, all right, this is the move that's going to win us a championship. This is the move that's going to put us in contention. And Chris Middleton isn't that. So there's a number that I would accept Chris Middleton at, but I know it's not going to go that low because that's more like role player numbers around like 18 million. Yeah. Tim, I know it's not, huh? Tim Hardaway Jr. numbers. Tim Hardaway Jr. numbers. Um, I know it's not going to go that low for him. I know there's going to be teams out there that want to pay him more, maybe even the Milwaukee Bucks bringing him back. He does. Um, have, he is a player option for next year. Okay. Minutes. He probably won't decline it. I can't imagine he would. Unless he expects he's going to get more money, which if he does, he should fire his agent. But I mean, he might if if the Bucks would give him a five year, 25 mil a year deal, I think he might, might do it because he goes in a free agency next year. Is he going to get that? <laughs> no, nah, he's not going to get that. Um, so yeah, I would have to say no to that. Um, I like the idea of it, but it's just, it's not enough. Uh, it's not enough. And I don't want to invest too much money into a guy who's on a clear decline and has issues staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah. I'm not going to go as long on this one. Um, I like the, I appreciate the idea of wanting a Chris Middleton, I think we need a Chris Middleton type. I just don't think it needs to be Chris Middleton. I think that a a big problem, and I'm not sure our front office is capable of this, a big problem that we run into a lot of times, and again, this is part of the discourse that you get with uh, social media and things of that nature. Uh, Again, people can only talk about what they've seen. They can only talk about players that are being talked about. there's There's not enough people that are willing to dig for the gems. I think uh, what we need to be doing is finding the guys that are on people's benches, the guys that are not starters, the guys that are not currently household names, the guys that are not currently respected and touted as being such, the guys that are overlooked, the guys that have not gotten their shot yet that play similar to Chris Middleton and can become Chris Middleton. Because there was a time when Chris Middleton was a guy that nobody knew who the fuck he was. And then all of a sudden he was Chris Middleton. You can't always wait for somebody to prove it and then expect to get them when you are looking for scraps. You have to find the hidden gems. You have to make players 
become names. They don't have to already be established. Um, and that's that's where I think I appreciate if the Mavs are interested in Chris Middleton, then I would expect that they can get somebody in there in the scouting department, whatever, to say, find me a Chris Middleton type. Find me a long wing that can shoot, that can put the ball on the floor a little bit and can play solid defense on the wing. It does not have to be Chris Middleton. There are guys out there on somebody's bench who maybe played 10 games this year that can, if you gave them 30 minutes a game, I'm not going to say they're going to give you Chris Middleton numbers, but they can get you two thirds of Chris Middleton. They can get you a half of Chris Middleton, you know, five eighths of Chris Middleton. And then maybe in a year or two, maybe they can get to be a Chris Middleton, but you have to be willing to find them because that's the only way we're going to make this happen. We're fucking broke. We broke. We don't have no money. We can't go out here and go buy these $20 million guys. It's not how that works. Our, we're asset poor. Everybody's trying to flip this number 10 pick in the two all-stars. That shit is not happening. It's not happening. But you got to be realistic, man. And there again, there is a path to building a quality team, but you have to be willing to find these guys that are going to be willing to pay for two to $10 million and play 10 to 20 minutes, pay maybe, and then potentially grow into something else that are that are not necessarily guys that everybody is talking about. I don't know if Nico and his crew are capable of that, but I have to hope that they are. And again, I appreciate the thought of Chris Middleton. Go find me a Chris Middleton type and build, turn them into Chris Middleton. My thing is, do you have that kind do, do the Mavs have that kind of time? They that should happen overnight. They got, they, I went through the other day. Because um, they were talking about, I can't think, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Dwight from 21 going on 77. Shout out to, to Dwight and SJ, uh, who mentioned there was a position like director of pro scouting where you scout, you're basically an internal scout that scouts other teams, basically. And he was like, I don't know if the Mavs have something like that. I know it's an NFL position. The Mavs do have a director of pro scouting. They have a department dedicated to this. That means the Mavs have multiple individuals who get paid on an annual basis to watch other teams and scout players on other teams that are already in the league. They have additional people who do the scouting for like international uh, and domestic college, whatever. If you are a full-time fucking scout and you can't find none of these gems, then what the fuck are you doing? That's not my question, though. What do you, what, what do you mean, time? Do they have the time, as in, do they have the time for to look for these guys and build them into a Chris Middleton-type, quote-unquote, so without Luca becoming impatient? Yeah, my point <laughs> isn't develop them like, a, like Josh Green developed them. I know, but still, these things are overnight. We're talking about we're talking about a team that played Theo Pence in real minutes. That's that's the that's that's the the line I need to cross here. I'm talking about dudes that I know. If you gave them regular minutes, they're not going to give you some Theo Pence and bullshit. There's there's got there's guys out there on rosters right now, and these pro scouts to get paid uh, uh, handsomely get paid more than these writers out here to watch other teams, to scout other teams, to, to pay attention to what's going on in the G league when guys get sent down or whatever that can find these guys that aren't getting minutes on teams because of established players. And then the last thing I want to say about this, this, this ain't got nothing to do with this conversation. Actually, 
one of the problems that happened to the Mavs this year is people talked about, you know, once we made the Kyrie swing, we kind of, you know, tied up what we were going to do for this past year. Um, the Lakers did redid their entire roster at the trade deadline. And they are two wins from the conference finals after looking like they were going to be where we are right now. Loyalty to mediocrity is fucking stupid. If the dude can't hoop, then they can be replaced. And uh, I don't care about no chemistry. I don't care about no camaraderie. Chemistry, when you are ass, is bad chemistry. Uh, You're making that, that, that egg smell with the chemistry on this team. I do not care that these dudes like each other. I do not care that Luca likes them. They can be, they got phones. They can talk to each other. These motherfuckers can't hoop. They got to go. Say what? They grown. Right. They they got they can't hoop. They got to go. I'm hoping that this this is a wake up call for this team. I hope that we have significant roster turnover this year. I do not want to see most of these dudes back. And just that alone will change the, the landscape of this team. The issue is most most GMs have the power to do GM things without their owner trying to be the GM and the Mavs. I don't think have that, but that's true. We'll see. We'll see. I was going to say pick a team so I can give you an example of a guy I'm talking about. But like a Rui Hachimara, for example. Rui's this, Rui's that before the before the trade to the Lakers, right? He he can't play. Um, you know, he's barely grown, blah, 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 blah. But then you would, if you actually watched Rui Hachimura, you could see, and it, this is why I like watching international play because you see these dudes in bigger roles than they're in. This is how I, I saw that Lloyd Marketing was about to explode when he got back. Uh, and I shouldn't be saying that when he messed with bombs every day. But Rui Hachimura, international play, hooping. Rui Hachimura, when he got opportunities to hoop in Washington, I could see his game. I liked him coming out of college because I liked his mid-range game and the idea of him being able to play that way and be able to get five to eight shots a game from that range makes him a dangerous player. The fact that he wasn't going to be able to get that with Bradley Bill and Porzingis taking a bunch of shots does not mean that he can't do it. It means he wasn't getting the chance to do it. So then he goes to L.A., where LeBron is looking to be more of a facilitator than maybe in past years, and he's getting the chance to do it in the playoffs and he's doing it because again that killer instinct that heart that he already had is now being he's being told by a legend of the game i need you to get these buckets and he's doing it because it was always in him he just was not in a position to utilize those skills and now he is and again a lot of people like to damn how do we not see it because you're not looking you're not looking for it you just want to jump on pile on when you hear these narratives that is a great transition to this next player because a lot of Mavs fans are really trying hard to push this DeAndre Ayton agenda on Twitter. And I'm pissed off. Have at it. Y'all just want names at this point. Y'all only want names. That's all it is. And, and I'm so glad y'all don't run a fucking basketball or any sports organization. Let me tell you about DeAndre Ayton. <clears throat> In order for the Dallas Mavericks to get DeAndre Ayton, they would have to trade for DeAndre Ayton, which means DeAndre Ayton is not a free agent. You cannot go out and just spend money on DeAndre Ayton. 
You have to trade assets for DeAndre Ayton. That's the first issue. What assets will you trade? All depends on how the Suns view DeAndre Ayton. I'm not, I, I'm not in the Phoenix Suns organization. I don't know how they view him. I know he has a, what? What's his contract? Ain't he making like 40 mil? I can confirm. I was about to do some research on another team. I was going to use the 76ers as another example of a team that has players on their bench that could, in a bigger role for us, be huge. Um, Aiton. Let me pull it up. All right, so Aiton's new contract. Damn it. I hate when the shit refreshes when you about to push something. All right, 30 mil this year, 32 mil next year, 34, 35. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Getting DeAndre Ayton would be KP all over again. The only difference is DeAndre Ayton will play and still will be a non-factor on the floor. Y'all are watching him in the playoffs right now shrink. Chris Paul went down. They needed more points. That dude shrunk. The dude has no heart. He's not a competitor. He wants to be babied, and y'all want him on this team. Why? Let me tell you something. First of all, this is how I know y'all want a name. Y'all talk all year about how we need rim protection and rebounding and shit. DeAndre Ayton's not a rim protector. He's not a good enough rim protector to make up for our lack on the perimeter defense. He's not. So why are we bringing him in? KP wanted the ball in his hands. Rick Carlisle wasn't going to call post-ups for Christos Porzingis. What makes you think, with the lack of movement on offense with this team, with DeAndre Ayton's lack of being able to even take advantage of a small mismatch in the paint, just like KP, only difference is DeAndre Ayton constantly wants the ball in the paint instead of just being a rolling dunk man. What makes you think he's going to fit with this team? What makes you think <clears throat> him not being happy in Phoenix, setting picks and rolling to the basket and rebounding? What makes you think he's going to ha be happy here? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Because in Phoenix, he doesn't have Luka. He's going to have Luka in Dallas, and Luka can throw him lobs. Y'all really need to stop with that narrative. That does not mean shit. I promise you that does not mean shit. It doesn't. DeAndre Ayton has no heart. He's not a competitor. He's not good enough defensively. He's not good enough protecting the rim to make up for the lack of defense that the Mavs have on the perimeter. He does not fit with the offense. He wants to be catered to, and that shit will not happen here. If we have DeAndre Ayton as our second or third best player, we will be moving nowhere. If we're trading assets for DeAndre Ayton, we're setting ourselves back because we're trading assets for a guy who, does, who will not take us over the top. If he was able to take a team over the top, he would be doing it right now with Devin Booker and Kevin fucking Durant. Please cut it out. Here's the thing. <clears throat> with uh, Aiton. He is currently matched up against, I would say most people will say, top two center in the league. The type of player I want would take that personally. I do not think Andre, DeAndre Ayton has taken his matchup with Jokic personally because DeAndre Ayton is too busy being in his feelings about not being uh, getting the, the touches or whatever he wants from his teammates because he's not respected or appreciated because he's getting benched for Jock Landale. 
Young Jock. Young Jock is going down. Um, I uh, fourteen points a game in the playoffs so far. Ugh, you can't get me twenty. And you doing jump hook after jump hook? I don't see you getting physical in the paint. I don't want no center that's doing fadeaways. I don't want a center doing jump hooks all day. I want a center that's ready to bang with somebody and make them feel him. I want a center that people go to the paint and say, never mind, because I'm not about to get swatted. Nobody is scared of DeAndre Ayton. He puts fear in the heart of no man. Absolutely none. I don't care if it is a minimum dollar G League dude, if he's willing to go in there and dunk on somebody's head and attempt to block everything that comes near him, I would prefer that player to DeAndre Ayton. And that's why Jock Landell is playing over him, because he's willing to do the dirty work. I'm tired of these finesse centers. Stop trying to pair Luca with finesse centers. It's not we we how many how many times do we need to do this? Like y'all keep bringing up these shooting finesse soft ass centers. It's not it's not the answer. It's not what you need. You need a physical imposing a dude that's ready to knock everybody out with a screen. A dude that's ready to fight everybody for every rebound. A dude that's willing to get put on a poster to block a shot. That is the type of center. I want next to Luca. I could give a fuck about their statistics. I could give a fuck about their true shooting percentage. I want rebounds. I want block attempts. I want intimidation in the paint. Luca will feed that man when they need to be fed. And if they want the ball for touches, that's probably not the type of center we need. Get me that. Get me an athletic four. It's going to put people on posters and play hard defense and can switch on the guards from time to time. Maxi Kleber's old. There was a time where that could have been Maxi. He is old. I need a younger version of that. Give me those two things. Give That's me my an Aaron Gordon type of four. Yeah. Dirty work, athletic dude, and we're in business. They, I don't care if they can hit a three or not. They got to be willing to take one from time to time. I don't care what their fucking percentage is. Stop with the finesse diva bullshit in the paint. Give me some real bigs. Go get me OB Toppin. Is he a free agent? He will be soon. Should be restricted though, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know. Give him an offer date. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I'm just I- I'm so I'm so sick of the the DeAndre Ayton shit, man. Like the White Hat put a tweet out. He was like, Man, fuck Ayton. Like, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, fuck Ayton. You can give me Andre Drummond and Mason Plumley. Yes. I'll take those two. Give me a nice stable of centers. Yeah. But not DeAndre Ayton. Nope. <laughs> and I keep telling people, I'm like, man, there's other guys we can sign or trade for that can do what we need for less. And people keep saying, like, who? Look at the fuck up. I'm not giving you the answer for everything. Like, there's free agents out there. There's trades you can make. Y'all keep talking about this 10th goddamn pick. You could draft somebody who can do it. But not DeAndre Ayton. I'm not going for it. I'm not having it. My favorite favorite trait in a center is willingness to do the dirty work. Yes. The rest of that shit is too cute for me. 
Kavon Looney is becoming a playoff legend because he's willing to do the dirty work. He's hustling out there. He's going, he is fighting for rebounds. Fighting. Literally, I saw him punch Jokic in the face. And Kevin Looney's not even a top 10 center in the league. I mean, Sabonis, not, not you, Jokic. Yeah, I know. I know. He's not even a top 10 center in the league. But y'all only appreciate these dudes in the playoffs, and then y'all forget all year. And I got to watch, oh, look what KP's doing now. KP's not, he was not the answer. It's time to let go. I, I can't believe there are still people out there talking about KP or KP types and talking about DeAndre Ayton. When it comes to the playoffs, willingness to do the dirty work is the X factor for a center. Dwight Powell is unplayable in the playoffs, and we still starting this dude. <laughs> Things got to change, man. Things got to change, and DeAndre Ayton is not that change. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Fucking deal with it. No pickles. Is that all on those three? You got any thoughts? No. Um, Y'all got to come to me with some better names. Yeah, because these motherfuckers ain't it. 0 for 3. No disrespect to Chris Middleton. Disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect to Chris Middleton. Disrespect fully to DeAndre and Dylan Brooks, though. Especially Dylan Brooks. DeAndre Aiden asked this week before he's talking about dominating. Dominating what? Uh, all right, guys, that does it. That does it for the Mavs outside this pod. This didn't go too long. It only went about <clears throat> maybe an hour, uh, a bit over an hour. Um, not much to talk about. Look out for the player evaluations. Uh, the first one will be coming out this week. We're going to record it right after this, so you should be getting it around the middle of the week. Uh, not going to tell you the player. You just have to wait and see. Um, with that being said, signing off Reese, signing off Bibbs. Peace. Peace. Anyway, um, to close this thing out, we're moving on to our very first player evaluation for the offseason. You might as well do it as a separate thing because it's going to be released as a separate episode. I feel like there's an easy well, Okay. What do you mean? Like, go to break and then come back and... Close the episode. And then we'll just do the pull-off thing separately. Okay. Well, that just fucked up the whole vibe. Oh. <laughs> I'll take this out. So just recalibrate and cut and action. All right, guys, that does it. <laughs> Beautiful dynamite. Hey, parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. 
you can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.